What's going on, Taylor? What's going on, Brandon? Doing good, doing good. Look at that, man. We got a new, brand new, spanking new overlay, more professional, more clean looking. Um, trying to give the people, you know, more of a better experience when watching it. Not like we're doing a, uh, a Barney television show. <laughs> trying to give them what they deserve. <laughs> yeah. You know, before it was, uh, it was all right before, but digging the uh, the new look. The booth is a new look. If you guys haven't seen the overlays yet, this is it. Uh, if you guys don't know, <laughs> this, is <it. laughs> this, is, this is it. If you guys don't know, we were supposed to do a interview with Cameron Jackson of uh, Florida. Yeah, he got a little busy, which is fine. Uh, we are postponing that interview to a later date. We've already worked it out. Um, we don't have a set date yet, but he is still wanting to do the interview. So uh, that is the way of life. Things happen. We will still continue on with our regular show uh, that you guys know and love. I think, Taylor, you said you had a lot of people asking about that interview, too. Yeah, I had a few people hitting me up. But uh, just let them know that we're, you know, it will be a later date. Next week, we are interviewing, <coughs> what, do you guys name? I know he plays for Maryland. Uh, yeah, I'll get, I'll have to get the information and I'll put it up on our Twitter. All right. Yeah. have to get everything from Dayron. So we are one of our mutual friends, Dayron. He knows a couple football players, and we got an interview next week with a Maryland uh, player. Get more details on that. Uh, so stay tuned if you follow us on Twitter. We'll post it on Facebook as well on our personal social media um, post. So let's get right into it, Taylor. The national championship game was fantastic. Yeah, that's that's one way to describe it, sure. It yeah. was a very close game. The Horned yeah. Frogs put up a, a good fight. It was a nail-biter. It was a, did not know who was going to win until the very end. Nope. 65-7, that is as close as you can get. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, going into halftime, uh, it was about as close as you can get into a national uh, championship game. I was really uh, sitting there like, man, this could go either way. I'm glad I didn't put money on either team because, you know, <laughs> my anxiety and stress would just be, you know, well, you think that's going, going everywhere. Dude, bet $3.2 million on the TCU Horn Frogs to win it. Are you talking about Mattress Mac? I believe so. Man, <laughs> putting like $3 million on TCU. To be fair, I think he won like five mil on the Astros winning the World Series. So he had money to spare. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess if that's you just throwing around. I guess if you got it like that, you can just throw it around. If you got it like that, that's like me and you, like saying, "Man, I'm gonna put a hundred on the game." Yeah. That, that's the that's like what. That's the equivalent of us yeah. having it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm yeah. gonna put a hundred on the game. He's like, I'm gonna put three million on it. So the question that's been going around is, did the committee get it wrong by putting TCU in? Now they did beat Michigan, but people are saying Alabama would have been a better uh, fight against Georgia. And some say Ohio State was the best team in the college football championship that just lost by a field goal. So let me get your opinions on uh, on that. Did, did the committee get it wrong, and should they kind of advise on how – or revise on how they uh, look at the rankings here? I'm going to say no, they did not get it wrong because TCU did come out and beat Michigan, who was – Handedly. Uh, everybody, th everybody thought Michigan was going to beat TCU. Uh, so they earned their spot into the national championship game. Uh the way that it's set up now, I mean, it's you have two losses. You're not making, you're not going to make it, you know. Yeah. So Alabama was automatically out. You can't put a two-loss team into the top four and put them into the playoffs. That's just, it hasn't been. I don't think it's 
happened before. Mm-hmm. I don't see it happening again. I mean, if you lost, especially that late into the season, you kind of wrapped a bow on your own present, and it was not the playoffs inside that box. Yeah. Uh, do I think Alabama would have put up a better fight? Absolutely. 100% would have put up do a better fight. Do I think fight. Ohio State would have put up a better fight? They did, technically. Absolutely. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, I think Ohio State should have been in, but, you know, that's how football works. You know, yeah. it's any given Saturday, any given Sunday. That's how the game of football works. And unfortunately, Ohio State missed the championship game by this much. Yeah. And uh, that's just the way it works. So, unfortunately for TCU, I think the pressure of this game and having millions of people actually watching them and, you know, putting money on the game, you know, you have all these people probably hitting them up, doing all these interviews before the game and everything. It's, it's a lot of pressure compared yeah. to a regular Saturday game. You know, it's kind of like, Oh, how do you feel about the game? Uh, you know, it's, uh, I think we got a good chance. It's like, okay. Then, then they're gone. Yeah. But they had like a whole week of, you know, just nonstop, interviews questions yeah did you see the um the interview with stetson where he said they were underdogs and everybody was everybody was counting georgia out even though they were the the <laughs> they were the favorites nobody to win counted the game. them out once nobody counted them out even at the beginning of the season everybody said you know uh we're pretty sure georgia's gonna repeat yeah that was said at the beginning that was, of the season. yeah we got it people was, saying that uh, tcu are frauds and very unfortunate for tcu got doo-dooed on yeah Yes, unfortunately, they were frauds. Uh, they did skate by, but that's how it works. They won the games they needed to win. They got in, and unfortunately, they got <laughs> embarrassed. I mean, they got pantsed in front yeah. of millions of people uh, yeah. yesterday, unfortunately. But good for the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, I think I, they're the team to beat right now. There's no question about it. Unfortunately, they are the team to beat. I think they're the new uh, legacy. They're the uh, they took over the Alabama spot. I think Alabama is no longer that kind of gym. I mean, they're still that gym, but yeah. I think Georgia is the team that everyone's gonna be going after. Saying instead of saying we want Bama, everyone's saying we want Georgia. Um, in well, my personal uh, opinion, it's it's gonna be interesting this upcoming season because uh, Bennett's gone. Well, I don't know. He might play until like twenty forty two. I don't know. I mean, it's like what twenty five right now. Yeah, yeah, uh, Stetson Bennett. I think he signed yeah. on to Athens Honda. You know, um, <laughs> well, come on. All right, we'll do a little ad here. Come on down to Athens Honda, Honda for your new Honda Accord. Hi, I'm Stetson Bennett, and if you want in it, call me. So, <laughs> look, I, I don't appreciate think, it. I don't think Bennett's going to amount to anything in the NFL. Unfortunately, he's going to be one of those really good college quarterbacks that just doesn't amount to anything in the NFL, unfortunately. No, I I agree. So Shannon Sharp put this today on Undisputed, said uh, he's going to get a shot. Um, he's Stetson Bennett's 5'11", so I didn't even know that. But um, he's going to get a shot, he, and Shannon thinks he's going to go undrafted. I think he'll go with maybe fifth, sixth, seventh round. I think there's a team that was going to pull the trigger in his potential backup. Um, I don't think they're – he doesn't have the arm strength. Um and he made a good point. Shannon Sharp is like the last person to do this um, in the modern era was A.J. McCarron, who did not pan out in the NFL. And the couple players who uh, did it, I think there was one for Nebraska, won back-to-back national championships, did not pan out in the NFL. So it's it's not uncommon to see uh, back-to-back national championship quarterback not pan out in the NFL, just like it's not often or hard to see. Some Heisman winners don't usually pan out in the NFL. 
Um, yeah. Unfortunately for him, that's just the way it's going to go. Yeah, just the way it is. And uh, to Brian in the chat, I am in the Batcave. Where's Rachel? We are uh, sitting up here in the Batcave, up in the uh, up in the attic. Yeah. Right now, so lighting situations aren't the best up here. Man, I got the like nice little blue light behind you though. Yeah, we we can change it though. I mean, we we've got everything. I mean, well, it just looks like you're like yeah. a late night host, like. Yeah, we can go green. Nah, I mean, the blue, the blue is a nice, warm kind of, calming color. If this if this works, I think we're stuck on green. <laughs> oh, I hope man. you guys like green. My dad uh, my said Stetson could be good. Yeah, there's a lot of could bes in the NFL. That I mean, is we, like we, Anakin. We go Oklahoma red. No, that's more like looks like you're on you know you're Darth Vader and you're sitting there like trying to get someone to join the dark side over there. Yeah, we'll go with blue here. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I got him a second round, fifth pick. In the second Stetson round. Stetson could be good. Uh, all right, let's see how he does on the Colts. Yeah. New Colts quarterback Stetson Bennett loses the starting job to the janitor after a week one. <laughs> all he needs is a cigar, a small glass of liquor, and he'll be a late night host. <laughs> Welcome to the Bennett Show. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I do agree. I think Stetson. I think again. I think Stetson's going late. Um, Shannon says he's probably going to go undrafted. I, I think with the two championships, it's going to get him on a squad for cheap. And who knows? It, he could be a hidden gem. Uh, I don't see it in Stetson, just like I don't yeah. see it in Will Levis. You know, Mill Kuyper said that Will Levis is the best quarterback in this freaking draft over Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and whatnot. And uh, I think I'd take Stetson over Will Levis. I'm just going to be honest. All right. I would would take uh, Stetson over Will Levis. And I will say this. Shannon's take that he's not going to be drafted and he's going to go undrafted is I think that's more of a I want to be in the headlines. You know, I don't he doesn't need to say stuff like that to be in the headlines, but that's what that was. He's a two-time national championship winner on the Georgia Bulldogs and he's their starting, starting quarterback. He's going to get drafted. Yeah. That's just an automatic. Whether what round he gets drafted in, that's up for debate. Yeah. And the what fact team? Of, is he going to get drafted? That's not up for debate. He's going to get no. drafted. Uh, he's going to go probably in like the second or third round, uh, maybe even the fourth, but he's not going to be a first round draft pick. If he is, whatever team takes him, fire your GM. And whoever takes uh, Will Levis, fire your GM also. Stetson could be pretty. Now, so the thing with uh, Purdy was a lot more polished of a passer coming out of college. So even though he was Mr. Irrelevant and now he's Mr. Relevant, you know, leading the 49ers to the playoffs, um, he was a lot He was a lot more progressed in his passing and his, you know, reading of the defense. With The, the thing with Stetson is, one, he doesn't throw that far. I think his, he's like a 70-yard average. Good check down passer. Good check down passer. But he's got the ultimate team. He didn't really play anybody this year outside of Ohio State and Alabama, and he didn't look great in those games. TCU, the the talent level between TCU and Georgia is astronomical, all right? Oh, yeah. You got five-star after five. It got to the point where TCU was getting beat by the third-string five, five-star Georgia players. Like, there was 14 minutes left, and they were taking their starters out. So, like, no, I agree. the talent the- difference is, like, Astronomical. So Stet- yeah. Stetson definitely got carried by a phenomenal team, especially with Brock Bowers and, and Darnell Washington too. Darnell well, Washington. Brock Bowers was the best player on that field. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's a he is the best player in maybe all of college football next year. 
Uh, Darnell Washington uh, is going to go with the first round. So he didn't. I don't think Darnell played, but um, Brian, we will. I will. I don't know if Brandon wants to jump into that, but the NFL being scripted question, we can uh, we can talk about that one in our NFL segment coming up here soon. And then Tampa thirty-one, Cowgirls twenty-one. 21. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Probably not going to happen, but I agree. <laughs> That's what we hope for. That's what we yep. hope for. Yeah. So I mean, and so to go to another quarterback, like we talked about what's, where what round uh, Stetson might go in, if any round. Uh, Max Duggan, um, you know, he didn't start. He got benched the beginning of the year, takes back over due to injury, has a phenomenal year, and chokes in the national championship game. What round do you see, what round do you see realistically uh, Max going in? I could see him going undrafted. If we want to talk about people who are going to get drafted and not get drafted, he has more uh, he has a higher chance of going undrafted in my opinion. He is a Taysom Hill type of quarterback. Uh, he's just, he's got the grit. He's got the heart. He's, he's got, got the, the grit. Uh, but he's not that, he's not the quarterback anybody's going to be like, that's our franchise quarterback. He's going to take us to a Super Bowl. He doesn't have that talent. You know, I think it was the guys around him and his offensive line that really pushed TCU to where they got. Quentin Johnson and, was a monster. And I don't want to take anything away from him because for him, being benched for somebody else and then coming in after an injury and being able to get on the list for a Heisman trophy, making the national championship game. It's nothing to take slight, but unfortunately he just doesn't have the it factor to be able to get drafted high or drafted at all. And that's, I mean, people may say, Oh, you're wrong. You know, he went to the national championship game. If uh, Bennett's going to get drafted because he won two, then he should at least get drafted low because he went to one. He just doesn't have it. No. And I, so I agree. I can see him going undrafted. I, I agree. I, I think if he does, it's probably going to be around seven. Maybe he's this year's mystery relevant, you know, who knows. Um, but I, I I could see around seven. Uh, he just doesn't have any qualities that really stick out. Not a huge arm. Uh, yes, he led, again, He like you said, he led TC to the national championship game. But Quentin Johnson was a monster, a wide receiver this year. Uh, first round lock wide receiver and gonna make whatever team he goes to in the first round a better team probably automatically and I, again I say that I said it on the last show I say that in reserve because I have a dark history with TCU receivers if you can see the Philadelphia Eagles helmet behind me with Jalen Rager so but I think Quentin Johnson is gonna break that TCU curse I think that he is um, he's just another level of player and to be honest again like I said last show um, Quentin Johnson is my wide receiver one for this draft class um, I know you got Addison and Ibaka, uh, again, I think it's Ibaka, uh, for, um, Jackson for Ohio state. But to me, Quentin Johnson is kind of both those players put together. So that's who I would go for. So with Max, yeah, I think he's going undrafted. Yeah. I think Max is going to go undrafted. All right. Before we, I think it's pretty much all we have for college guys. Um, if you guys don't know, we're getting ready to go to the NFL. If you guys don't know, we are going to start putting out our, releasing our top five uh, prospects per, per position, and it does not mean we're done with the college uh, series. Uh, we might do some, you know, predictions next year of, you know, who's the top 25 or who's going to be the top teams in each division. We're going to, you know, we're going to roll ball it here. You know, we're going to go with what, what we can, with, go with the flow. Um, we're also going to be trying to get as many interviews with college football athletes uh, whenever we can. We've already got... 
we got one slated for next week. Hopefully, we can get uh, Mr. Jordan on here uh, at another time. Cause, Cameron Jackson. Yeah, yeah Jackson. And yeah. then we got a, uh, some other potential uh, interviewees that we can get on here. Uh, just got to get the timing right and the schedules yeah. all figured out. So we'll still have some more stuff for the college uh, portion of this podcast. So be on the lookout. Yeah, for sure. And this is a reminder, guys, if you're not already following, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, before we go into the NFL section. And if you've got Spotify and you want to listen to us on the road, make sure you hit us a follow on Spotify. Just look up The Booth with Taylor and Brandon on Spotify and or YouTube. Obviously, if you're here now, make sure you turn this, hit the subscription button and turn on the bell notification. We are live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. All right, Taylor. Now we got the little going out. All right. So first of all, before we get into anything, did you see the D Hop news? I did see the D Hop news. DeAndre Hopkins is on the trade block. So if you're an NFL team looking for a wide receiver, uh, he's out there. That's pretty big for the Cardinals just to get rid of their best receiver when they're looking for a new head coach. They got Kyler. Um, they they've never been able to. They have yet to have the chance to even utilize him. That's the that's the wild thing. Yeah. They. <laughs> So for this season, you know, he was suspended, his injuries and everything. So they've never really had like the, a full proper season to really utilize him. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, if I were the Cardinals, I wouldn't be putting him up for trade. I mean, he is no. one of the best wide receivers still. Yeah. Uh, even in the games he came in, he was electric. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't understand what's going on over there. I just, I mean, yeah, I know Elliot's saying they're going to clean house, but at what cost? I mean, D-Hop, Kyler. Yeah. I mean, you have a really good quarterback. You have a really good wide receiver, and then you have some okay wide receivers. You got uh, Brown, and then you've got, uh, what's his face, uh, Moore and D-Hop. I mean, you've got a pretty solid wide receiving core. Yeah. I just don't see why you would dismantle everything just because you get rid of your head coach. Get somebody in there that can utilize the pieces you already have see how that goes, then make your uh, adjustments next season if it's like, all right, you know, we've, we we just have to change everything, get rid yeah. of D-Hop, get rid of Kyler, whatever well, it is. Well, they're not getting rid of school. Kyler. They've already said Kyler plays a big, big part, and he's going to have the final say on who they get as head coach. How much power do you have to give a player to fa- the fact that he gets to pick his next head coach? He gets to pick it. Like, that, he has more power than the GM. He, no, I don't. Go, that's nuts. Like, he's like, hey, we interviewed like these five people. Who do you want as your head coach? And you're like, what? <laughs> I've never seen that. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me because uh, I, I firmly believe the the deep, deep rooted problem of that team is Kyler Murray. I think his attitude, uh, his unwillingness to actually study film, and all this stuff coming about out about him playing call of duty really late and that's all he wants to do is play call of duty and video games you know he's a part of phase so he's you know more integrated in his personal life than he is with football i feel like he's the root problem so having that guy he's a big listen kyler murray is the biggest crybaby the smallest crybaby that there could ever be in the nfl like because your coaches want you to focus on football and not play call of duty and i guess i play call of duty you know we play call of duty every night but it's got to be the point where it should not have be have to be in your NFL contract as a quarterback, the most important position 
to read and watch film it and instead of gaming like that that should not be it. and i understand you know he's in face clan face clan but screw all that you are the the face of a franchise and the fact that and again the the Cardinals are the the owner, the GM. They gotta be going drinking on some bourbon because there's no way I'm giving my quarterback that much power to pick his next the team's head, next head coach, not just his, but the team's next head coach. Um, and- I mean, the, man's got some dirt on somebody over there <laughs> with the Cardinals. Uh, look, if I'm making millions of dollars per year uh, from my whatever job I'm doing, and they're like, look, you know, you gotta cut Call of Duty out. It's just causing too much issues. You know, cut the face stuff. I'm like, all right. Cool, it's dropped. Yeah, like you're paying me millions of dollars, whatever you say, I'm doing. But yeah. it's just a different mindset, you know. He might be a little more entitled than others because he is a really talented quarterback, and he has the capabilities to take a team to the Super Bowl if he has the right pieces. So he has that entitlement. So him saying, you know, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. You guys fix your stuff, yeah, and then come back to me with your decisions, and I'll let you know. That's that entitlement factor. And that's why Kyler Murray will never be great. That's why Kyler Murray will never be a great quarterback. Because you know what separates the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning's, the Drew Brees's, um, the Carson Wentz, I'm kidding on that one, um, from the rest of the league and the rest of their era is that they're willing to do whatever it takes to make sure their team is on top. Kyler, doesn't. he's all about him. He's all about him. And me, me and my dad were watching the Pat McAfee show earlier, and Deion Sanders said, they asked him, why would you ever coach in the NFL? And he said, no, because I'd have a roster of about 20 people because in the NFL, the only thing people care about is themselves and money. And that's why he coaches college, because he wants people who want to play the game because they love the game. Uh, that's why I love college football more than yeah. the NFL, based on the like passion that the players have because they want to make it to the NFL. They want yeah. to get that money. But once you get to the NFL and you get that first check and you start making millions of dollars after a couple of years, you're like, all right, I'm here. You know, I don't have anything yeah. left to prove. You know, I'm, I know my worth. These teams know my worth. And I've given it everything I have. So they kind of take a step back, in my opinion. Yeah. I still enjoy the NFL. I think the talent's way, way better than college. I mean, the Super oh, Bowl is not going to be blown out like it was a championship game. No. Um, the, the talent difference in Unless college Matt Ryan's is too playing, great. But... Unless Matt Ryan's playing. Yeah. Hey, now, Carson's right. a franchise QB. I want to... <laughs> I want to take a step back here and I want to go to uh, Brian's comment about the NFL being scripted because this has been something that's been circulating on social media, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Reddit, you name it. It's on there. People are saying that it's yeah. rigged. Uh, this season was uh, probably the biggest example of the possibility of it being rigged uh, with everything that's happened. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe that it is necessarily rigged or scripted, but I will say I think that there are certain players in the NFL that give their opinion, which is more of a uh, command rather than an opinion to referees. And they ref the games a certain way to benefit a team. I think that is a possibility because it's going to be hard to take a, an entire league and say, Hey, this is your script for the week, or this yeah. is your script for the season. Now, when you get this, don't say anything about it. You know, if you do, you'll get blackballed, whatever. It's hard to keep that, that many, many people, people quiet, quiet about yeah. something like this. But when you have a smaller group of referees, because I don't think there's – I can't remember the total number of NFL referees, but they're also part-time 
They're not like full-time employees of the NFL. Yeah. I think that's the only way that you can really script and or influence a game is through the referees by kind of giving them what you want to see happen. And then they kind of ref the game the way that they see fit to make that outcome happen. Too, but I don't really think that is a thing. I think it's just too it, – there's too much that could go against it for it to happen this long. Yeah, and I agree with you there. Not only that, I think that at the end of the day, while money is important, I think every NFL player is competitive. And, uh, you know, I'm competitive by nature. You are – no one likes to lose. So no one's going to sit there and go, hey, I'll take a million dollars and take the L. Yeah. Um, especially because the goal is a Super Bowl ring. But this is an interesting topic because the Larry Johnson, um, former great um, Chiefs running back, Kansas City Chiefs, he did come out with a video saying that the NFL was rigged um, and that the Kansas City Chiefs are out to get him. And uh, people are calling, you know, he said, people are calling me crazy, but the NFL was rigged. They just don't want to talk about it and stuff like that. (laughs) CT! There is... There is smoke, and sometimes where there's smoke, there is fire. So uh, it's something to think about, but I don't, I don't think that there is – I don't think there is fire there. I think that it's just – I think there's an influence yeah. somewhere within the NFL, uh, but there's not a full-on script rigged uh, like collusion type of thing going on there. I think it's just yeah. certain people influence certain people to try and sway certain games a certain way. That's that's that would be as far as I would take it. You, I don't think you could convince me enough to say that, that the NFL is rigged. And if you guys don't know, it would not be illegal for the NFL to rig games. Uh, so there's another smoke to it because they're an entertainment business. They are an entertainment business, not a sports uh, business. So uh, them being listed under entertainment, just like the WWE, could be rigged. Um, so hey, if you think it's rigged, let us know. Who knows? Um, Eagles getting knocked out first round. That would be hard to do since they have a first round bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. I'm gonna. I'll put twenty on it that they don't. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, twenty, dude. I'll put a thousand dollars that the Eagles yeah. make it past the first round. <laughs> put my life savings on it. Yeah. Put my marriage on it. I'm kidding. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I mean, oh, Aaron. Come <laughs> get your man. Well, we already went past the first round, so, you know, my marriage is safe. We're good. We're good. I don't know. That comment may have just... <laughs> All right. All so, right. we were talking... Yeah, on the next topic. We were talking about the Cardinals and the potential coaching changes and all that, uh, and how Kyler has such a big grasp of uh, the kahunas of the Cardinals management. Uh, so, we're going to... Well, there's a couple teams with head coaching vacancies, and we're just going to kind of fill in these vacancies... Uh, with our what we who we think would be the best fit. So we're going to start with the Cardinals. I'll give my personal opinion. I think it's going to be Byron Leftwich. I think you need a quarterback who's played in the league, who played well in the league, who can kind of rein in that Kyler Murray and kind of teach him how to be a pro's pro. Uh, I think the Cardinals like offensive-minded coaches. Byron Leftwich is obviously the offensive coordinator of Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and so to me, I think the Byron Leftwich would be a great fit for the Cardinals. I will say, I would if that happened, I wouldn't be upset. I think that would be a perfect. I think he's a good fit anywhere he goes. Uh, he is very deserving of a job. Uh, but for the Cardinals, I would put Jim Harborough or Sean Payton. Uh, 
I, Sean Payton's a tough one because I know that he's still under contract with the Saints and yeah. he has to pretty much get traded and bought out in order for him to. Which the Saints said they're open go. to do. So yeah, the the Saints have been giving permission to teams to come in and talk to him because I don't think the Saints want to keep paying the man no. uh, to not coach. I think they're kind of like, yeah, somebody please come take this off of our plate. Yeah. Whatever, we just want to be done with it if he's not going to coach. Uh, so I would say Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh. I know uh, Harbaugh was a uh, – I think he reached out to the Panthers and or vice versa. Panthers reached out to him. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if that's more of a ploy for him to get more money from Michigan. Uh, and I say that because Blake Corm decided to come back for another season. Yeah. And I don't know if he would come back and if not Harbaugh's hit the gone. transfer. Yeah. If I was a running back of his caliber, I'd be like, oh, my coach is dipping out. We're going to have a new one. I'm going somewhere that's established with a head coach that's staying. So that kind of gives me an indication that maybe Jim Harborough is not going to go to the NFL, and he's just looking to get a bigger contract from Michigan. Like, hey, we want to keep you. We'll give you a couple extra million. Uh, So one of those two I think would be a great fit. I mean – the thing with Harbaugh is, I mean, it's like when he left the 49ers. He said, I'm not going to college. I'm staking with the 49ers. A week later, hi, guys. I'm the new head coach of the University of Michigan. They're like, what? So, money talks, man. Yeah, money, money, talks. money talks. And Jim Har- Harbaugh walks. And I think that's what's going to happen. Um, I know Blake Corm did decide to return back to college. But um, I think, again, money talks. And the, the Colts, the Colts have a lot of money. And he played for the too. he played for the Colts uh, way back when I believe in the eighties or nineties, um, and I think that'd be a good fit. Um, and then they go on and draft C.J. Stroud in the first round. You know, Michigan coach, Ohio State quarterback. It's like a, you know, a very toxic relationship that just finds its way too. You know, um, but I do think uh, to me, I think Jim Harbaugh goes to the Colts. I do think he lives uh, leaves Michigan uh, for that Colts job. I could see that. I mean. The NFL is a very lucrative. I mean, that's the top of the top. I know he was already in the NFL, but it's a different environment. And winning a Super Bowl, I believe, is like 10 times better than winning a national championship. You know, national championships, like, (laughs) we did it, you know. But it's much easier to repeat as a school. Like Georgia, I mean, Georgia and Alabama have done it. Five stars, you just got to recruit. But in the NFL, it's not like, you know, we got a new team and I get to go out and recruit all these five stars yeah. and throw money at them. You know, it's I'm stuck with what I'm stuck with and I have to work with these teams. So it's it holds a little more honor uh, when you win a Super Bowl. So I could see him going to the NFL, but I don't know. We'll see. Taylor, so, do you think the Eagles should or will resign Sanders? Uh, do I think they will? No. Do I think they should? Yes. Yeah, I don't think the Eagles are going to re-sign Sanders. I think they're going to draft Jamari Gibbs or they're going to get Bajon Robinson to kind of fill that yeah. role. But I do think they should. But yeah. no, they will not. So who do you have? Who do you think would be like? Or if you don't have a name in particular, do you think they Colts go offensive? Um, you know, they have to offensive have coach to. or defensive coach. They have to go offensive. It, that offense is an absolute mess. Uh, I don't know who's going to be their quarterback. Uh, but they they need to get that figured out. Joe that. Namath has come out of retirement and said he signed with the Indianapolis <laughs> Colts. I mean, that'd be better than Matt Ryan. <laughs> I mean, uh, they are in a they're in a just a terrible spot right now. Uh, I think your comment about Harborough being the Colts head 
coach would fit. I mean, he's already part of the franchise. Uh, he's an offensive coach minded or an offensive minded coach. Uh, they get in a decent quarterback. He could really turn that offense around, but 100% has to be an offensive minded coach because they are a disaster. Yeah. And the Colts did come out um, the GM and a couple people close to the Colts say that the Colts are uh, trying to actually move up in the draft to select one of the quarterbacks. So they're, they're actually potentially trading for that first pick in the draft. Um, They've reportedly been in love against C.J. Stroud, but they also really love Bryce Young. Um, I think Bryce Young is their number one target. Um, so you could see Bryce Young in the Colts uniform. So it'd be a good fit. Would... And don't forget, Baker Mayfield is not going to re-sign with the Rams this upcoming, <laughs> and he is proven to be a starter. Uh, and the Colts do pick up people who probably aren't are on that fine line of being benched and starting. So Baker Mayfield might yeah. get a shot at the Colts. Who knows? Who knows? Um, and then we go down to the Panthers. Uh, Jim Harbaugh did they did reach out to Jim Harbaugh, uh, former speaking of the Colts, former Colts head coach uh, Frank Wright got an interview with the uh, Panthers. And to me, that's to my personal best fit for the Panthers outside of their head coach, the, who, their interim head coach that they have now that the players are advocating for. I would go with uh, Brian Flores because they need to tank. <laughs> But uh, I I don't know I don't know who would be a good fit that that team's confusing to me because you get rid of your head coach you get rid of your best running back uh, you drop uh, Baker Mayfield and then they start winning games with an interim head coach. Uh, That's why I think that he he keeps his job because I mean they did yeah. turn it around even though they had like bones at, uh, of a team. Yeah, so I mean. I would say give him an opportunity, at least a season. I mean, yeah. if we can give Jeff Saturday a chance at being a coach and this man's able to take the Panthers that were just dismantled and win games with them, give him a shot. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, I mean, the and the players are advocating for it too. Um, they love him, and that's a good sign. So uh, I do think that the Panthers will draft a quarterback in the first round this year. I know they had Matt Corral. Don't know if he's the guy. I would like to see Matt Corral get some, get some snaps. Um, but I don't know if he is that guy. And I think the next head coach or the interim head coach is probably going to want to draft their piece. Um, yeah. Cause that just tends to happen when you don't have a centerpiece. That's, you know, you don't draft the quarterback when you have Tom Brady or Aaron, you know, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you draft the quarterback in the first round instead of a wide receiver. And you sit there and go wonder why well, wide receivers can't catch. But, the thing is, the you said that you don't draft a quarterback when you have somebody like Tom Brady, but they did draft a quarterback. They've drafted two with Tom Brady so far. Um, and then they're on slate to draft another one. There, a lot of predictions are saying AR-15 to the Buccaneers. So that would be four quarterbacks in total, or three. They got, yeah, they and got Kyle three. Trask, and they got, what, Jimmy which, G? So. Yeah, which, Jimmy G, what? When, he's on the, when he was on the Patriots, they drafted Jimmy G as his replacement. Uh, they, they have a... Uh, what is that dude's name that they just drafted? Uh, so they got Kyle Trask, and I cannot think of the other dude's name, but they just picked him up. Or not picked him up, but drafted him. I'll figure it out later. But anyways, and they're slated to get AR-15, so it's odd to me. Yeah. I've anyways, seen... Broncos. Broncos. 
Um, Sean Payton. I would say Sean Payton or Leftwich. Yeah. He needs some. Uh, Russell Wilson needs somebody to reel him in. Uh, he needs somebody that's stern and somebody that's going to be able to get him out of his funk. Because yeah, Russell Wilson is a good quarterback. It is. He's not a uh, top five quarterback. He's not a like somebody that you're like that's the best quarterback to ever play the game but he is a good quarterback and he proved it in seattle whether it was you know because of the system he was in he's still a good quarterback he just needs somebody to you know knock that like i'm not good enough mentality out of him because i think it was like he got this huge lump sum of money and was like i'm not worthy of this like 200 million plus yeah like that's a lot of money and that's a lot of pressure to put on him like you know he's going to come in here he's going to change this franchise back around you know we're going to win a super bowl well hackett was a horrible head coach as well like hackett was when they hired hackett in the offseason i was like yeah the broncos are going to suck this season everyone's like no even if they have you know hackett's a decent head coach and uh, they got Russell Wilson. They're going to the playoffs at the very least. And I was like, no, hack it, can't hack it. And I, you know, that was very apparent. So I don't know what the Pan- or the, the Broncos were looking at, but I, I agree. Sean Payton or Brian Leftwich um, would be good fits. I like Sean Payton simply because, one, he, he coached Drew Brees. Yeah, he's coached Drew Brees. Uh, and he, he knows how to kind of rein in the quarterback, you know, get his eyes back underneath him. Yeah, a lot of people forget that uh, Drew Brees – uh, when he left San Diego, uh, he wasn't that good. He was all right. He was a de- good quarterback, decent. But when he, it was when he teamed up with Sean Payton in New Orleans where he took his career to the next level. And yep. we've seen uh, Russell Wilson play good in the past. You know, he's a Super Bowl winning uh, quarterback and stuff like that. So I think Sean Payton would be a good fit. And I think he is eyeing the Broncos' job. Uh, so I think um pretty sure someone interviewed Sean Payton and kind of one of the spots that he kind of – mentioned um so i could see sean payton with the broncos and then again brian left which uh, i do think the broncos need a uh offensive minded coach again and we're gonna do a lot of these offensive minded coaches so far like all these guys have been offensive minded yeah well i mean the broncos defense is solid they, they don't yeah. need help on that end of the uh football because they are a great defense uh and sean payton that one's it's really hard to figure out where sean payton's gonna go because he is he's set it's yeah. not a uh, I need this job. So, you know, somebody hire me. It's a, do I want to coach? You know, it's up to yeah. me. It's not up to anybody else, you know? Uh, so he's going to need a team that is pretty much set up to go to the Super Bowl and is willing to pay an insane amount of money. Yeah. So that's really what it comes down to. I don't know how much money the Broncos have, especially after dumping the dump truck on Russell Wilson. Yeah. So I'm not sure what they've got. And plus, they, I still think, they have to pay, uh, uh, what's his name, Hackett or whatever terrible head coach he was. Yeah. So I don't know what their financial situation is. Yeah. Texans. Uh, the Texans, I think they're going defense. Uh, they just seem to love defensive-minded uh, head coaches. So I'm going to go with um, – they are interviewing Jonathan Gannon from the Philadelphia Eagles, our, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator. I'm going to go with, though, D'Amico Ryans. He means a lot to that um, franchise. Obviously, he was a Pro Bowl linebacker for them. And he's now the defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, who have the league's best defense, uh, ranked number one. So I think he's going to be a player's coach. He's got the best defense in the league right now with the 49ers. Um, And I think he'll probably be the best fit for the Houston Texans, in my opinion. 
I think Lovey Smith uh, should have had at least another year. I agree on that. Personal opinion. I agree on that. uh, To kind of, I think that was too early of a uh, firing, uh, personally. But so this, my pick for this is gonna. A couple of things have to happen. The first thing is, he has to get fired from his current position, and they get hired on. So I'm gonna go with Ron Rivera. I don't think his. I think his time with the Washington Commanders is coming to an end. And I think they're going to move on to somebody else. I don't know who they're going to move on to, but I think he's going to be an available coach this offseason. And I think that the Texans take him on as their head coach. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. And I, I think he's a good coach, too. He's very personable and he cares about his players. Yeah. Uh, and the Texans are pretty much at the bottom of the barrel in the NFL right now. So they really need somebody to come in and, like, you guys are a good team you know give them that spark like hey like we have an opportunity like we can come out here and make a change and play good football and actually be competitive and i think ron rivera has that capability yeah the only counterpoint i would make to that uh ron rivera uh argument is that they did just fire their offensive coordinator and so it kind of looks like they're gonna um stick with the uh with ron rivera at least for one more season um i think they like what they have this kind of saw in sam howell and I don't know. I just think they like Ron Rivera too much. I think he gets one more season with the Commanders uh, before yeah. they eventually let him go. Personally, I I, I hope that happens because I like Ron Rivera. He's I don't think Ron Rivera is tough. He's at most I would say he's like a eight win a season coach. Yeah. You know, like that's what you can expect out of him. And if you get more, you're excited. If you get less, you're not totally disappointed. But when you get eight, that's what you expect with him. Yeah. But I, I do like him, though. Yeah. So, guys, those are our picks. Uh, I don't know. Someone said Ryan's uh, makes total sense for the Texans. Uh, let me see. Catch up on the comments here. Frank Reich. Yeah, Frank Reich is a good coach. I You know, the Colts let him go. I think his time in Indy needed to be gone. Um, but, yeah. Let us know, guys, who you guys think which team should get. Uh, those are our personal opinions. We're going to go, before we go into the playoffs, actually, this is also breaking news. Bears GM, when asked about Justin Fields, was not 100% on keeping Justin Fields, as he said, um, basically, they're not going to commit to anything. They would. Re- he basically said they would really have to love somebody to move on from Justin Fields. But that, unfortunately, opens the door for a potential move because when your GM is not saying we're 100% behind Justin, that's it. We don't care about who, what quarterbacks in this draft. They're going to end up seeing an AR-15 in, pub, uh, in person. They're going to go see C.J. Stroud in person. They're going to go see Bryce Young in person. And they're going to see these attributes that maybe Justin doesn't have. And I think they're, they are going to fall in love with one of these quarterbacks. And I think they're going to take them on the top of their first round. I think Justin will be on the move on the will put be put on the trade block, and be used to kind of to either move up or move around uh, in the draft. Personally, I I like Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is a great fit for that team. Um, I'm not sure why the GM would really come out and be outspoken like that about Justin Fields. Uh, this was his second season, no. uh, really just getting into his groove. Uh, plus, the Bears just got the number one draft pick. 
Uh, so there is a potential that they're done with him and they pick up another quarterback, which would be a very Bears move. Um, you know, I mean, the Bears just have been floundering for a while now. <clears throat> Granted, they had a really bad season. I think they only won three games. Uh, but I think it would be stupid to move on from Fields. And I think it's also stupid to come out and say, I'm not 100% on our now franchise quarterback that we just drafted. You know, it's a little premature. And it I is think premature, it was... but I see, I can see why they might be. not. Maybe maybe they don't do it, but I can see why they're maybe looking. Um, Justin Fields has not progressed as a passer. He is a great runner of the football. Obviously, he almost yes. put up um, – let me see his stats here. He put up uh, – Rushing yards. He put up a thousand rushing yards this year, and two thousand passing yards. Twenty four hundred passing yards. He went seventeen and eleven. Um, he just to me, he still struggles to read defenses. And he, while it's okay to rely on your legs, I'm not saying you can't do that. Obviously, you got Lamar Jackson. You don't want your franchise quarterback doing his first read and then taking off. And yes, he's scoring. He is scoring on some of these plays, but you're not. That's not set to win you don't win that way and while he was great at ohio state he's gonna have to take a huge leap in year three and so the browns or the bears if they think he can take that huge step i think they stick with justin but again you know they might be willing to move on if one of these quarterbacks who are proven passers cj stroud's a great passer cj stroud's a better passer than justin fields bryce young's a better passer than justin fields so if they fall in love with one of these guys, I could see them moving on. I don't think it's smart to give up on your potential franchise quarterback in only year two. But if you don't, if you personally don't see that ability to overcome the uh, deficiencies that he has, then you, it, it is time to move on. You know, sometimes it's better to, you know, get new tires instead of hold on to the same tires you had for a couple, you know, for a couple years. So. And that's, yeah, but no. in this case, the tread on these tires are, are still relatively fresh. New, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. So, you know me. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in giving people chances. I mean, especially in the NFL, yeah. the whole uh, one and done thing just doesn't fly with me. Like one season and you're out. Uh, it just, especially when it's a high draft pick, and. You know, you you wasted a so but a Zach pick Wilson at that point. So what about Zach Wilson? Should should the Jets get rid of Zach Wilson? High pick, freshly new. He's going to go into what year? Going to year three, just like just uh, Justin. Year three. Yeah. yeah. So is it time to move on from Zach Wilson? In that case, yes. So, but what's the difference? And it's not Nothing, just because Zach. The, Zach. The difference is they have not shown either of them have not shown better progressions of passers. The only thing the that separates diff- Zach Wilson and Justin Fields is the running ability. The difference with Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson does not have a locker room around him. Zach Wilson does not know how to uh, speak to the media about his team. He doesn't know how to take uh, criticism well. He doesn't know how to say. Yeah, hey, I messed up. I'm the reason why we lost today. He puts the blame on other people. He's very self, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but he's all about himself. Yeah, and when you look at his play on the field, his decision-making is much worse than Justin Fields. His playing ability is much worse than Justin Fields. And I would say that Zach Wilson has better pieces surrounding him 
than Justin Fields. Oh, he does. definitely does that. Garrett 100%. Wilson should, you know. Yeah. If you put, I would say if you put Fields on the Jets, the Jets would flourish. But if you take uh, Wilson and you put him onto the Browns, or not the Browns, the Bears, the Bears are still going to suck. That's the difference between the two. I think, I will say that after the, this next season, if Fields does not do a Jalen Hurts type of turnaround, that's it. 100%. Especially with but, Caleb Williams coming out of the draft and yeah, Drake May. I, Next year's draft have, class is loaded at quarterback. Yeah. But I have to say this. the Not the downfall because the Bears have been down there for a little bit now. But <laughs> the season ending with only three wins is not solely on Justin Fields yeah. at all. <clears throat> so you can't put all the blame on him. And coming out and saying, yeah, I'm not 100% sold on this guy that I just drafted two years ago. It just doesn't make sense, in my opinion. I think as a GM, you need to instill confidence in your quarterback to be able to see positive results, rather than saying, "Yeah, you're done." By the way, like yeah. I don't, I'm not, I don't trust you 100 percent as my quarterback, so you're gone. But I don't know. Maybe they, maybe that was like a mind game kind of thing that they're trying to do. Be like, "Hey, we're not 100 percent on you. You need to show us something." Yeah. And sparks a fire, and he's like, "Man, I, I have got to figure out this passing yeah. game." And get out there and do like a complete 180 and show I, I, them that I'm, I'm actually like deserve this position. Yeah. And I, I love Justin Fields. Uh, he was one of my favorite quarterbacks coming out of high school and not only high school, but you know, college, he does, he does have to make that what you said that Jalen hurts, uh, that turnaround. Um, and if someone said, uh, fingers crossed bears do something with D hop. That could be, that could be something. Um, they got look, Chase Claypool if, and D Hop, and then they got Justin Fields. That could help them out a lot. So, look, if they get D Hop and Fields can't do anything with that, bye bye. <laughs> I mean, See, adios, adios. <laughs> um, with the number one pick, with the um, they're probably going to trade down. Yeah, if they don't trade down, I think they're going to go with the defensive player, maybe uh, Will Anderson, maybe because um, they got rid of Will Quan Smith, so linebacker Will Anderson, you know, best linebacker, and some say the best player in the draft. They could go defense in line with Jalen Carter. I think they, uh, but ultimately, I think they go defense. Even though they should go offensive line, uh, I don't think there's any offensive lineman in this draft that's worthy of a uh, top five pick. Maybe top ten, yes. So they could trade back, get maybe uh, Pierre Lewis uh, from Ohio State, the tackle. He's projected to go from ten to fifteen range. <laughs> the Colts need Max Duggan. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean. They, I'm not. I don't. If the Colts get Mac, that Duggan, sounds Colts-ish. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll go with it. Colts, Max Duggan, or Will Levis. <laughs> Will Levis, Stetson Bennett, or Max Duggan are going to be a, a Colt. Those sound like Colts quarterbacks, right there. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of the think the Bears are at the again. The Bears get D Hop. That is, and Fields does nothing with that. Then, yeah, but it's a wrap at that point. <laughs> see ya. There's, right. there's nothing more I could say to, you know, be like, hey, no, you got to give him another chance. I mean, you had D-Hop. What, yeah. what more do you want? I mean, that's it. That's a wrap for the guy. So we look at the uh, the playoffs, right? The playoffs are officially set. Uh, let me pull this up here. The playoffs, we have the uh, Patriot or the Patriots. <laughs> the uh, Bills versus the Dolphins. Uh, Bengals, Ravens, and uh, we're going to start with the AFC, uh, and then Chargers and Jaguars, and then obviously Kansas City's got their first round by. Uh, of these three wild card games, which one do you think is going to be the closest? 
um, and why? I think the Chargers and the Jaguars is going to be a lot closer than people think, and I actually have the Jaguars beating out the Chargers. Um, <clears throat> Trevor Lawrence, I believe, is second in uh, what is it, completion percentage. Yeah. I think it's completion percentage. And then Joe Burrow's first. I mean, he has absolutely turned it around. The end of this season has been phenomenal for the Jaguars. I know they struggled a little bit against the Titans, but, I mean – They've beat some good teams. They've played some really good football. And I don't think the Chargers have it all figured out just yet. I think it's going to be a it's going to be a close game, but I think it's going to be decided by like a field goal or something. So I've got the Jaguars. I think it's going to be a great game. Mm-hmm. You've got Justin Herbert, who is a phenomenal quarterback. And then you have Trevor Lawrence, who has just flourished he this season. looking great. <clears throat> I mean, he is on pace to become one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think those two going head to head is just going to be an offensive just onslaught and it's going to be great. Yeah. That's one of the games I'm extremely excited to watch, but I think the Jaguars are going to edge out. Yeah. Before we go into the, someone said Bengals Ravens, we'll, we'll talk about the Bengals Ravens, but we'll, let's stick with the Chargers and the Jags here. Um, I agree with you. I think the Jags got this. I think that uh, a lot of people are counting them out. And uh, while I do love Justin Herbert and we have, kind of been that voice for them uh for him sticking up for him when people are calling him social media quarterback and all that i think that the overall teams i think jaguars have a better team yes. um, i mean trevor lawrence has 4100 passing yards 25 touchdowns eight interceptions and versus the afc which obviously the afc playoff picture he has a 71 percent completion per- completion percentage which is the highest in the nfl uh and his last five games he was 1,200 yards, 8 touchdowns, 2 interceptions. The Jags are 10th in points per game, and their defense is 12th in leagues per points per game. So the defense is, you know, is up there as far as only allowing 20 points per game. Uh, compared to the Chargers, Chargers uh, are the um, 13th points per game. So they're pretty close in there, um, but they're only they're 30th in rushing yards per game. They average uh, 6.7 yards uh, per pass. And they're twenty third in the uh, for and they're twenty third in the league for that. And they average three point eight uh, rushing yards per rushing attempt. So they don't have a running game. They have a short passing game. Mike Williams has a hurt back, who he's projected to play in the wild card round, but he's already injured. Keenan Allen has an injury history. Uh, Austin Eckler's having a down year. Plus, the Chargers head coach needs to go. Yeah, and that man has no idea what he's doing. He has such no. a great team. And he just keeps fumbling it every yeah. single time they need to win a game. They fumble it, and it's because of him, 100%. Yeah. Last season was all on him, 100%. Yeah. And so I, I that's, that's why I think the Jags and – and there's a lot of people are saying the Chargers are going to mollywop the Jags, but um, I just don't see – I honestly, again, like you said, and we agreed on this, the Jags are probably going to win this. And we, I think we said on the last episode the Jags were our dark horse for the FC. Um, the team that could sneak up on, and we we know the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the um, Bills are the top three teams in the AFC. It's pretty much locked. But don't sleep on the Jaguars. Yeah. And the Bills have been known to lose out to uh, this season. I think they lost to the Jets. Uh, they lost to what's another team that was like, oh, that's an easy win, and then they just collapsed. Uh, man. You said the Bills. The Jets. Yeah, the Jets was the biggest one, though, because the Bills should beat the Jets, and the Jets beat them. 
I'm trying to remember who it was. Maybe it was the Packers. Can't remember who they lost to, but there was a few games this season where the Bills should have won out and they just didn't and they couldn't come up with anything. Uh, they that, barely they, beat the Colts. They, yep. uh, they lost to the Panthers 21-0. There you go. Uh, they barely beat, or the Dolphins beat them the, the first time. And the Jets did beat them. So those are the three big, uh, big losses that they have. Yeah, so you, you beat the, if you're the Bills, you beat the Panthers. If you're the Bills, you beat the Jets. I mean, it's just these big big games where it's like the Bills should be favored, they lose. So if somehow the Bills face the Jaguars, if that comes down to a, a potential game, I'm taking the Jaguars. Oh, I don't know about that one. I'm taking the Jaguars. No, write it on paper. If, if, it, if the if Jaguars it, beat the Chargers and move on to play the Bills, Taylor does not get a switch up next week. He has if, already picked the Jaguars. Now, if the Jaguars go up against the Chiefs, Chiefs all day. Chiefs are just a solid team. The, the Chiefs are a solid team, but I, I yeah. don't think – I think that the Bills – the difference between the, the Bills and the Chiefs is not that great. I think the Bills could not put a beating on the Chiefs, so, but – The Chiefs have yet to lose a game since week four, I believe. Yeah. I think it was week four they lost the game, and then ever since then, they've just been on a roll, and they've been phenomenal. The Bills are up and down, up and down, up and down, and then I can't figure out the Bills. The Bills are a great team, but the connection between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs has seen, seemed to be, like, fractured a little bit. Like, if you see these games where they do lose, Diggs is just irritated, you know, and then he has to get talked down, like, you know, like, hey, calm down. And then you look at his stats, and he got targeted, like, three times. If that's mm-hmm. your number one wide receiver, he needs, like, six minimum, yeah. in my opinion. You know, if he's getting two to three hits a game, something's wrong. I don't know what it is, but something is wrong. And I could see the Jaguars beating the Bills because there is some type of friction between the two. I don't know what it is, but they just don't seem completely solid but the Chiefs seem like they figured it out so I have no doubt that Chiefs went out with whoever they chat did. is not uh, happy with your pick of uh, Corey's happy about it Corey's happy about it you know yeah, Corey says Jags over Bills and they said to who Taylor to who <laughs> look all I'm saying is if you're a Colts fan you you don't need to be talking right now I'm just kidding Duval Duval yeah. But, and also, you have to take into account this season, there hasn't been anything normal about this season at all. I mean, there is nothing you can say about this season that's like, yep, that's what we thought was going to happen. Not a single thing. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, and then to move on to the next game, someone brought up the Bengals-Ravens. Uh, if Lamar plays, the Ravens will put up a fight. But I just I don't see it. The Bengals, Joe yep. Burrow... They have a better receiving core. They have a better defense. You know, running backs, you know, some people, you know, Joe Mixon's a, a solid running back. I would say Joe Mixon's probably better than what the Ravens have on their um, on their roster, unless you consider Lamar Jackson a running back. But Lamar is not going to be 100% healthy coming back for the wild card round. No. Uh, so I, I don't think that's going to be a close game. I think that the, uh, the Bengals have that one. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. Whether Lamar plays or not, the Bengals are going to take that. They are on a. They've just like the Chiefs. You know, the Bengals kind of had a little bit of a rocky start at the beginning of the season, uh, but you know they figured it out. And Joe Burrow is that guy. Uh, they that have guy, the. Pal. You're not that. Guy. They, you're not that guy, pal. And uh, they got the, you know probably the best wide receiver core in the NFL right now. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got T. Higgins, you got Boyd, and then you got Chase. And yeah. then you have Mixon in the backfield. I mean, come on. And yeah. Joe Burrow, this quarterback, that's a wrap. And I, I it think is a divisional game, and divisional it, games, it is like, true. You know, not like it's not in the divisional round, but it's a you know, yeah, interconference divisional game. So. It, it it can go either way, but uh, you know, it is what it is. But I think the Bengals have. I knew the Rams sucked. Yeah, but we have a championship ring, so you know we're still defending champs this year. It is yeah. what it is. We got that bling. Well, you're not really defending it well because you're not in the playoffs. But you know, you're the champ. Didn't say we were defending <laughs> it well. Yeah. But we are the defending champs. <laughs> not defending it well, but we still got the. Let's hardware. just put it this way: if if this was a war, and you were a great country, you'd be France. You waved the white flag this year. You yep. handed over yeah, the we, ring. We for absolutely free. did. Yeah. And I'm not even going to come up with uh, any type of, like, excuses. I mean, there's plenty to come up with, but we just suck this year, straight up. The Rams just came out and tripped and stayed down the entire season. So, But we do have hardware. We want a ring. That's all that matters. So, Yeah, Taylor can die happy now. Yep. Um, the Bills and the Dolphins, I, I, I know that they have Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. To me, Tua has hit his ceiling. What? Yep. You've seen from Tua, you've seen he hit great that flashes. Hard with his head yeah, too. he hit, hit <laughs> he hit that <laughs> ceiling so hard, my man got up wobbling. Uh, I think he's a decent quarterback, but he is kind of stuck at where he's at as far as talent goes. He does not have the talent to elevate his team past the Bills, so I'm going Bills easy peasy. Yeah, I've got the Bills over the uh, the Dolphins. I just I don't know Tua. I think the Tua experiment is coming to an end. Uh, unfortunately for him. And I also think that this offseason, too, he needs to take a hard look at uh, his future. He needs to figure out, does he want to keep playing football and potentially not be able to think for the rest of his life? Mm-hmm. Or maybe call it quits going to coaching or going going to uh, the broadcast booth or something. But he needs yeah. to take a hard look after this season. It's dangerous, man. The he, Rams, I mean, he why, has why taken are, some hits. Why are Colts fans talking right now? <laughs> <laughs> you hired somebody who's never coached a day in their life. Yeah. And you have Matt Ryan. Um, before we go into the rest of the games on the NFC side for the wild card round, uh, breaking news, four-star safety, Jordan Johnson, Rubel, is uh, 2024 uh, top five safety in the 2024 class. This releases top 12. The top 12 is Colorado, Ole Miss, Oregon, Texas, Oklahoma. No, Taylor's happy about that. FSU, Wisconsin, Penn State, TCU, USC, Arizona State and Alabama. So unfortunately for me, OU's out of that picture. He's going to Colorado. You heard it here first. Uh, I think he's going to DeVry University. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> University of Phoenix. Coastal, Coastal Carolina Community College. Here I come. All right. Going on to the NFC uh playoff picture. Obviously we have the uh Seahawks versus the 49ers, which I think is gonna be closer than a lot of people think. Um Mm-mm. Uh, we'll, we can debate that. In a but uh, and then we have the Vikings and Giants, and then we have in uh, the Cowboys and Tampa. The NFC is more of a toss-up than the AFC is. The AFC has a couple of locks that you already kind of 
You're going to watch the game because you love football, but you already know who's going to win. The NFC is like... All right. You're winning this week. <laughs> Drawing a name out of a hat uh, for the NFC side. Um, and I know people are, I know Taylor's going to say, the Seahawks cannot handle the 49ers. But listen to me when I say this. I love Brock Purdy. But that inexperience concerns me. And it is a divisional opponent. And we've seen the time where, you know, Hey, maybe the 49 the 49ers are the better team, but it is divisional and Geno Smith has been playing lights out. It is it, it is it could happen. And do not sleep. Do not shoot the messenger when I pick the Seahawks to win. <clears throat> what happened to the Seahawks when they played the 49ers this season? Okay, well look at what the Chiefs did when they played the Colts. They lost. I mean, you can it's any given Sunday, sir. Nah. The Seahawks will lose and the 49ers will run all over them. That is End of the discussion. You can't convince me otherwise. And to the chat real quick, Jeff Saturday is a great Colt. 1,000% yes, he is a Colt legend. A horrible and coach. Jeff is, Jeff is not bad for the Colts. He won one game as the head coach of the Colts. He is terrible for the Colts. Anybody who says otherwise, I, I got nothing for you. You won one more game than us. Well, so we were better this year. Say we suck. We got one more game than y'all, and a ring. Forty <clears throat> ers will win big. I agree. So you're taking the Forty ers Listen, we we talked about Brock Purdy. It, it it comes down to Brock Purdy. Can you agree with at least? Look at that. We got yes, a it, 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 it will come. It. it it will come down to Brock Purdy and how he performs because this is his first time in the playoffs. Uh, and I, I I will say that yes, I agree. If Purdy does not produce as he has the past like five games or six, seven, however many he's been playing. One hundred percent, the Forty ers will lose. But I think Purdy is poised to come out there and play like he has been. He's got the man is a, a movie. The man is a walking yeah, movie. One hundred percent. He's got a lot of pieces that are surrounding him that are confident in him. I mean, you've got Kittle, who is seemingly his best friend now. Every single interview you see, it's like, hey, you know, Kittle, yeah. you really put on a great performance. Uh, you, you seem like the, you were the guy out there that really got you guys a win. He immediately shuts it down and says, that is not the case. 100% yeah. not the case. The reason why we won this game is because our quarterback, he came out here. He's our third string quarterback. You know, we had two injuries. He still came in, you know, with a will to win, and he has just been playing phenomenally. He, he's the reason we won this game. So he's got that confidence around him from his teammates. You know, I, I just think that's going to carry them a long way. I think they are a threat, and I don't think anybody needs to look at them as anything less than that. I agree that they are a threat. I'm just saying if, like, the Seahawks, like, I know if the Seahawks somehow win, everyone's going to be like, oh, man, did not see that one coming. I'm saying I could potentially see it coming due to the inexperience, and just it's a divisional game. Like, if the Eagles were playing the Cowboys round one in the wild card, I'm throwing a hat up. I, I think the Eagles are ultimately a better team, especially with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. But I'm throwing my hat up uh, on that. So but anytime you see a divisional game, you just the never The difference know. there is the Cowboys aren't a trash team. Cowboys are good. <laughs> it sucks to say, but the Cowboys are good. They okay? are good. We can all agree that. And, and it's not Dak's <laughs> reasoning for that. <laughs> no, it's not. But the Cowboys, Definitely but not the Cowboys, But the Cowboys are a good team. And the Eagles are a good team. So, yes, you could throw your hat up and be like, I don't know who's going to win that The one. Seahawks are have, a good team. But you have the, the Seahawks. Best team. Who've, the Seahawks are TCU. The Seahawks are going the to the Super Bowl. Seahawks are TCU. So you're saying he they're going to the Super Bowl. Guys. No, Seahawks, listen. Look, he put it here. 
Listen, you were saying the if, they're, if right the Seahawks now. are the equivalent to TCU and the TCU made the national championship game, which is the biggest game in college football, then that means the Seahawks, who are the you just said the equivalent of TCU, saying, are making I'm it to the Super Bowl. Frauds. I'm saying the Seahawks are frauds. They got into the playoffs because the Lions beat the Packers. They didn't make the playoffs because they are a good team. They made it because it was chance. It was the hey. Lions beat the Packers. Hey, man, any given Sunday, Trent Jofer led, led the Ravens to, to the Super they Bowl. They went so. to overtime against the Rams this year. Okay, the Rams. And the Chiefs lost to the Colts. I'm going to keep bringing that up. At the beginning the of the suck. season. At the beginning of the season. Okay, the Colts sucked at the beginning it, of the season, that's, that's, middle that's of the season, different. and the end of the season. So if you, so are you saying that you would put the Chiefs up against the Colts right now and you would say, oh, I don't know who's going to win that one? Exactly. Would you say that right now? <laughs> Come, on. Come on now. <laughs> I'm sticking Come my ground now. here. Put Cooper Rush in. Actually, don't. Yeah. If you put Cooper Rush in, Eagles are out. I'm yeah. sorry. That's that. That's just it. You know. All it's right. a completely different team. Speaking of the Cowboys, this is our game of the wild card week for the NFC. Who you got, Cowboys or Tampa Bay? Let me know. All right. So if we're going off of a uh, emotion-driven decision. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If we are going off of a uh, straight-up factual-based decision, the Cowboys are going to win that one. Yeah. Unfortunately, I would love to see that. Look, I hate Tom. I don't hate Tom Brady as much as I used to, but I still hate him. But I hate the Cowboys more. So, whoever wins this game, I, I, I don't want either team to win i hope it ends in a tie somehow i don't know if that's even possible i not, don't think it is it's not hope, uh, possible in playoffs but i hope it does somehow i hope it ends in a tie and they're just like up oh, sorry guys you're both out but in this case i would rather see the tampa bay buccaneers beat the cowboys move on because i don't think they're going to go far and i think the eagles would destroy the buccaneers uh but the cowboys i'm, I'm just going to go with the cowboys because that's just a factual decision it's a safe bet Emotionally, I'm going Buccaneers. All right, and I, I agree. Uh, emotionally, Buccaneers. What's going to happen? Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys are 27 the points per, uh, or they're fourth in points per game. They average 27 points per game, which is per, that's a lot of points. That's they're scoring a lot of points. Unfortunately for them, Dak is throwing a lot of interceptions. So, what's changed from Dak is a good quarterback in years prior to now? is Dak is trying to play Superman. And <laughs> he has never Sorry. he has um ne- <laughs> he has never been uh the Superman kind of quarterback. He's always been the game manager, the one that is not going to make a lot of mistakes and help you win. However, <laughs> what am I missing here? <laughs> I'm reading the chat. <laughs> I believe it's your dad said you're out of the will. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, man, if I'm out of the will, at least I'm not a Colts fan at the end of the day. So. <laughs> Listen, all right, and that's just the oh, way it man. is. But, yeah, the Cowboys are putting up a lot of points, and they're dependent on that run game. CeeDee Lamb is playing phenomenal, but Dak Prescott is not because he's trying to do too much. And that could hurt them against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is not a great team by any means. And uh, Corey's point in the, the comments is asking if it's Tom's last game. It's not Tom's last game. No. He's already said he wants to play for like five more years. So yeah, He's got uh, at least four more years. 
as long as he doesn't get injured. Last game with the Buccaneers, maybe, probably. Um, you know, I think Tom's probably done with the Buccaneers. Could go to the the silver and black in Las Vegas. Uh, who knows? But uh, yeah, I think that the Cowboys are going to win this. I think they're just a better overall team. Tom Brady in the playoffs, though, that's dangerous. That is a it's dangerous different. thing. And the Cowboy and the Cowboys have never beaten Tom Brady, so that's it's also true. another stack. So. Yep, Tom Brady in the playoffs is a completely different animal. And plus, you also have the Cowboys, or Tom Brady's never lost to the Cowboys. I mean, Tom Brady knows how to get into a different gear when it comes to the playoffs. I don't know how he does it, but he does. I mean, he did it last year. I mean, he almost went to the Super Bowl, straight up. He almost went, because he almost knocked the Rams out. Uh, But, yeah, I, I do think that it will be the... Cowboys, unfortunately. Yeah, especially like, so Tampa Bay is dead last in average yards per rushing, uh, rushing yards per game. Uh, they're sixth in passing offense, which is better. Um, and they just have an average defense. So again, I think Tampa, uh, Tampa, <coughs> not Tampa, but the Dallas Cowboys are going to be too much for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I think the Cowboys move on, which would be the Cowboys versus the Eagles in the divisional round. So, which will be fun. Um. Yeah. I don't know who Christina is, but uh, they're becoming one of our one of my favorite <laughs> viewers right now. The cheerleaders are better than the Cowboys themselves. So I like it. Becoming one of my favorites in the chat right now. Yeah. Um, so that's our wild card predictions. If you guys need a review of that, just go down the list. I'll ask Taylor. <clears throat> Taylor, Bills or did Dolphins? We, did we talk about the Vikings and Giants? We did not. We actually we kind of said. Yeah, we did not actually talk about them at all. We could slide by it. We could, I mean, it's not really like a game that anybody's like, I gotta taking watch the, that one. Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings. And I'm just, but, uh, I'm taking I got the Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings. Vikings. All right, so, uh, and then Ravens, Bengals, you have? The Bengals. We're just doing a recap, guys. We both got the Jaguars. NFC side, you have uh, 49ers or Seahawks? 49ers. 49ers. All right, uh, I'm going Seahawks is my upset. Uh,. And the bet's over, guys. We'll get to that in a second. But the bet is gone. Taylor, will you access what we had previously? Okay. Nope. Well, we'll get to the conclusion of that bet on the next episode. <laughs> or eventually. I, I, I'm, I'm getting a new computer here soon, so I should be able to access it. All right. Um, and then we have the Vikings over the Giants, and then the Cowboys over the Buccaneers. Right? Yeah. Yep. Aaron, uh, it's going to be fun for me because I'm not a fan of the Eagles or the Cowboys, but for – an Eagles fan, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a sweaty game, and for Cowboys fans, it will be the same because that's yeah. like a, that's a good game. Yeah, but for me as a fan of football, I'm gonna enjoy that one. But I am rooting for. I just want to say this yeah. for everybody watching, for the remainder of the season, playoffs and Super Bowl included, I am rooting for the Eagles because of Brandon. So let's go Eagles, fly Eagles, fly for the remainder of the season. And while we don't have the uh, bets. Uh, from the following weeks. And if you guys don't know, if you guys are new to the channel, we made a bet at the beginning of the season. Whoever had the better predictions will have to wear their college team's rival on the following episode. So whenever we get that prediction, I'll have to get a Georgia Bulldogs gear, rather it be a, just like a hat or a shirt, get that ordered up, and then wear it for the following episode. Taylor will have to do Texas. Um, and and we'll take a picture in it and post it to social media. Uh, Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, so for... Last week, we ha- we're going to go through the splits here. So, uh, Dolphins-Jets games. Uh, you had the Dolphins. I had the Jets. You won that one. So, that's a W for that one. 
the extra point for there for you. Uh, Saints Panthers. What was the score of that one? Uh, Panthers won. I took the Panthers. You took the Saints. So that's a W for me. We're one and one here. Uh, Rams versus Seahawks. You chose the Rams. I chose the Seahawks. Pretty sure the Seahawks won that one. They did. Yeah. So I got the dub there. And then the Packers Lions. The Packers won that one, right? No, the Lions won that one. No, the Lions won that one. So I got three dubs out of those four splits that we had. You had one. So uh, we do have that. So I got four games there. So I don't know how much I was down before. Hopefully I caught up there with that uh, week 18. (laughs) (laughs) That week week 18 bet pool there. Um, For sure. Let's go Eagles. Obviously, you know, as an Eagles fan, fly Eagles fly. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tougher the NFC is gonna be tougher in the the playoffs. Simple as that. Absolutely. Uh, all right, Taylor, do you want to go ahead and do the reminder to subscribe and all that? Yeah, even though you just did it, but uh, everybody, make sure you hit that follow button on the YouTube page you're on right now, so you can get the uh, live notifications when we go live and when we post new videos. We are live every single Tuesday at seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you subscribe to the Spotify. So if you're on the go and you still want to listen to us, you want to get the updated information or listen to who we're interviewing, make sure you go ahead and go follow that. Uh, We also have a TikTok and Twitter page, so make sure you go follow that. We're active on all platforms, and we'd like to hear from you guys in the DMs or in the comments section if you guys want us to talk about something next show. Put it in there, and we'll bring it up. And we do have an interview. We do have an interview next week. So, Maryland, Maryland player that we do not know the name of because we have to hit up our friend Darren. But uh, we will have a Maryland football player on the show next week. So, so we got that. Right. <clears throat> Thank you, everybody, for coming out and chit chatting and watching the live. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. 